Thanks for tuning in to the hashtag Team Human Podcast, where it's all about being unified and shots being fired. Hope you enjoy and get some value. Hey, what's up, you guys? I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Hashtag Team and Podcast. Today is a really, really special episode. I got a really good friend of mine here, Chase Shap, who's from the Chi-Town area, expert um, in the fitness area, fitness guru. He is the guy. If you want to get in shape, he's the, definitely the guy for you guys to meet. And so I was blessed enough to kind of, you know, get to know him a little bit. And here he is, you know, spend some time with me and get to, you know, share some of his knowledge. So Chase, I appreciate you tuning in, man. Appreciate you coming up on board. Yeah, Jeremy, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course, of course, dude. So, I mean, um, just really quick, you know, I, I one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, get you on this podcast because is that you and I have spoken a few times and you and I just clicked, you know, really quick when it came to mindset. And I love that about you. It was, and this is what this whole, you know, episode is going to be about is just mindset, right? Um, how, you know, where you got started from, how you got there, just your whole mindset going through your journey. Because that right there is what really sparked my interest in you is how you thought because it, your, your thinking is different than, you know, a lot of people. And so that's what I just really, really liked about you. And so I feel like that's something that's definitely valuable and that you can definitely, you know, give some perspective, um, to our listeners. So, um, again, appreciate you tuning in, man. Just, I mean, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, or a little bit, you know, to the, to the listener. So, yeah. So, um, thanks for the intro. Uh, very kind. Um, I am a fitness professional in Chicago, uh, I have not always been a fitness professional. I've had two previous, I guess you'd say, careers before this. Uh, but to your point about mindset, it's really been the thing that has led me to where I am today. Um, I've, I guess, I've always been kind of a nonconformist in terms of you know looking at the way things are in society and kind of reflecting it off of who I am authentically as a person, and then basically just trying my best to drown out the noise that comes with society and just kind of walk my own path. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to be an actor way back in the day. That's what I initially went to school for. And when I graduated in 2009, uh, some of you may remember that's when the economy crashed. So it was kind of a difficult time having an acting degree, wanting to move to Los Angeles or New York City uh, without having any savings at all. So that really forced me to question what I wanted out of my career and you know what I wanted out of my life. And eventually it, it, it ended up sending me back to uh, business school to finish a, a degree. Um, and then things kind of took a turn in another direction, I got a degree in operations and supply chain management, which mm-hmm. uh, is completely, obviously, different than the acting path that I originally thought I was going to take. Um, did really well in school, took a job that got me up in Chicago, worked there for about a year and a half, and then again realized that it was not something I enjoyed. So mm-hmm. that led me on another journey that, you know, Basically, that's how I wound up as a fitness professional. So professionally, high level, um, long story short, that's that's kind of my journey so far. Man, that's crazy, dude, for you just to jump, you know, kind of back and forth into different arenas a little bit because 
I know. I mean, I see people because you said that the reason why you jumped kind of, you know, doing different things was that not only, you know, was it the economy, you had to adapt, which is, you know, something that a lot of people can't even do is adapting to their situation. But at the same time, I mean, you knew what made you happy because I know a lot of people that are still doing what they're doing and they're not happy about it, right? They're just doing it because they believe that they have to, that they can't take that risk or that they're quote unquote too old, right? And so like, can you tell me a little bit about, about you know, your, your mindset with that, right? Because you, you went from acting, then jumping to business school and then, you know, graduating, getting a job and all that, jumping to a whole new town. And then from there, you know, now you're doing fitness and, and entrepreneurship, like, you know, like, like what made you want to get in the fitness industry, uh, the fitness yeah. industry, but at the same time, like that whole mindset, you know, cause I feel like your mind just was all over the place. I'm assuming, you know, going through, you know, all those different, you know, loops. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know that it's about, I wouldn't say that I knew what I wanted. I don't think that's really how the process works. Mm -hmm. I think you, I think as human beings, we have to find out what we really want. And the circumstances I was in at the time when I had an acting degree really forced me to look inward and ask a lot of important questions to myself. So, you know, if I said I had, you know, I knew what I wanted back then. And when I decided to go back to business school, I knew exactly what my career path would be. And then after I went into business, I knew exactly when I would jump into the fitness industry. That's not at all how it worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of curiosity. I, I would attribute my curiosity to leading me where I am. Um, but at the end of the day, like going back to what you first said, I don't really think for, at least for me, it wasn't about knowing exactly what I wanted. It, it was about just constantly like asking the important questions to myself, um, which is hard to do. And, you know, it, it's, it gets easier the more you do it. But, you know, looking back when I had an acting degree, like I honestly just felt unprepared to go out into the real world on my own. Like I didn't, I didn't know personal finance. I didn't know how I was going to be able to afford an apartment in a big city. Like mm -hmm. I, basically like survival skills from a, from a personal finance standpoint. So I made the decision really to go back to business school just to have a backup. Right. Because at the time, like I, my mentality was I'm still going to be an actor. Um, and then that, that, that whole process changed and, you know, I, I started to fall in love. You know, I, I realized that with, with the acting stuff, I was about, I always said to myself, I was 80% committed to going after it. Mm -hmm. And that is not a field that you can be anything but a hundred percent word word. And, you know, now, now being, you know, even, you know, I'm 30 now, so I've been out of school for a while. Like I, now, my opinion is you have to be 100% no matter what you do. Right. Anything you do. But back then, like, I knew I wasn't all in. And I knew that, you know, to I wanted to make it more or less. I wanted to be in, like, feature films. and mm -hmm. But then I realized, well, I'm 80%. Like, oh, there's no way I'll ever make it. Right. So it was, like, asking the important questions to myself, you know, what is it you want? And, you know, at the time it was, well, I don't want to feel like I can't survive on my own. So I went back to business school to have a backup. Mm -hmm. And, and then once I got in business school, everything kind of changed. I was exposed to, 
you know, I doing supply chain, you kind of get a, a mix of everything. So I took finance, I took accounting, I mm-hmm. took some entrepreneurship classes. Um, and it really just opened up, opened up my eyes to everything else that really was out there in terms of the opportunities I had for myself. Okay. Um, so it's like, do you, do you ever regret like, man, I wish I would have went hundred percent in, you know, to acting versus, you know, 80%. Like, do you ever have that, you know, that, that kind of regret feeling in a way? Honestly, man, I don't like, I miss it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like I miss performing. I miss a lot of things about it, like for, genuinely miss it. But in terms of regretting the decision I made, not at all, mm-hmm. not at all, because I, you know, I, I don't, there's a lot of quotes about like, you know, if, if you're scared to do something, it's usually the right thing. Cause it shows you that mm-hmm. it tells you that you really care about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I made the decision to switch from acting to business, it scared the shit out of me. Absolutely scared the shit yeah. out of me, but deep down it felt right. Um, and then the same exact thing happened when I was working up here at a, at a startup in Chicago. Like I made the decision to go to the fitness industry, which again is a completely different career. And you know, at the, with the time I made the jump, it scared the shit out of me. But again, deep down, it, it felt right. So I don't regret anything. Um, I miss it. I, I love it. I respect. I have a lot of friends that still do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, total, I have so much more respect for performers in general that continue to wake up every single day and go after it because I've been there and I know how hard of a, of a lifestyle and a, and a career it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, man, I don't, I don't regret it. I, I feel like I've made the right decision for myself. That's good, man. Uh, I, I feel that, um, a lot of people sometimes, um, they kind of re, you know, they're like, Oh, what if, or could have, you know, would have, you know, should have, you know, that type of thing. And they always, um, have that in the back of their head, man, I only wish I would have done this or wish I'd done that. And that's like the way me personally, I go about you know, my life. I'm like, Man, I do not want to be on my deathbed and then asking myself, what if I would have done this or, you know, I should have done this or I could have done this if I would have been 100%. So just like regret, right? Because, I mean, like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he says, you know, go to um, a retirement home and look at, you know, an old person. You're going to see regret in their eyes, you know, and grief. And so, I mean, I just see that. And I'm just like, and, and to hear from you, you know, too, is just, it's just, you know, more, um, I guess, testimony to that um, perspective is like, man dude it's it's in the past let it go you've already made the decision what you think you know you, you did what you thought felt right right you had that gut feeling inside and a lot of people i guess um they let other you know me for example right um my parents want me to do one thing but my gut feeling tells me i want to do another and so it's like fighting between the two but with with you i see like you're so much more happier and you're successful in your area because you went with that gut feeling and so i think people now people need to go with their gut feeling instead of just you know listening to other people i mean I mean, do you, I mean, I'm assuming you agree with that. Cause that's, that's the way I see that, you know, you've been going, you just kind of did your own thing and here you are now. So, yeah, I, you know, I think intuition has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think you have to be real, you have to be good at what you're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have just decided to stop pursuing acting and jump into business school if I didn't think I could actually do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, you know, have made the mood from a startup to in the technology space, like completely different to the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. If I didn't already have, you know, a skill set behind me, not to say you can't do it, but, you know, I think intuition is huge. Um, 
you know, I, everybody has two voices, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the, the good and the bad voice. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, like even people we look up to. Um, mm-hmm. I think it all comes down to being able to, to manage it. It's, I don't think it ever goes away. It's just being self-aware. Um, mm-hmm. I think the better you do with that, the more prone you are to, you know, living authentically to who you really are. Absolutely. And that all starts with the mindset at the end of the day. Everything's all, yeah. it's, it's all in the mind. So that's yep. cool, man. So how, how long have you been, you know, doing the fitness industry for? Cause I know, you know, we were talking about you jumping back and forth. How, how long has it been? Sure. Um, it's been about three years now. Okay. And, three and, years. and so with that, you know, only three years being in this industry and you're 30 right now. Um, what I saw, like when I was, you know, was going through your Instagram was that, um, I, you know, I saw, I saw your testimonies. It was like saying, you know, Chase is a wealth of knowledge. You know, like I lost over 50 pounds and became much stronger because of Chase. Like, like, you know, testimonies are so powerful, right? Cause there are other people vouching for you and putting their word out for you, sticking their neck out for you. So with that, like what makes, you know, you different, what makes a, tr- what makes trainers different one, you know, good and one that's bad, you know, is it because of a tough client and then you being able to adapt or just working with people? Like, like, what is it? when it comes to that man if you gave me one word i would just say care Mm. just care Mm. uh you know i i didn't i didn't get into the fitness industry by mistake Mm -hmm. i i thought long and hard and i knew in my heart that it was something that i really wanted to do um i tutored math when i was in college Mm -hmm. so i already knew that i had a really genuine love for teaching for helping others yeah and then i you know on the the other side i knew i was passionate about fitness Mm -hmm. so you know i rolled the dice and said you know if i combine the two seems like it might work um i think really at the end of the day like i give a shit like i give i I give tons of shits like Mm -hmm. I, i care so much about the people that i work with because you know i i I've fitness has always been a thing. Like I used to just study this for my own benefit. And then once I realized shit, I can actually make a career teaching people everything that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew like, I always know going in if someone, you know, sticks to the process that they're going to get great results. Right. And I just, I, I care so much because like, I, I know how fitness has helped me. Like when I, moved to Chicago. I didn't know anybody. And I was working at a startup kind of against my own will because Mm -hmm. I was going after a paycheck, but deep down, you know, I didn't like what I was doing, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I I made a career change, but I was, I was strength training and, you know, all of the things I teach clients now, I was doing those things while I was working at the startup. And, you know, they totally helped me get through tough times, like a hundred percent. And, you know, that's just a byproduct. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, I care, I care so much because Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, I know what works for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I just like, there's so much information out there, right? And it's hard for like consumers and people looking to make a change in their own fitness. It's hard for them to, you know, figure out where to start. And then once they start, like, how do you navigate? Like, where do you go? There's like a million different ways to like get ripped or get strong. Or, I mean, 
and, and at the end of the day, people need to stick to one process mm-hmm. instead of hopping all over the place. Yeah. So, you know, find out what works for them specifically. Yeah. What works for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, but yeah, going back, it's just care, man. Like I care so much about what I do and I see, I look around often and I see people that, you know, have the same title as me, but they just look disinterested or like mm-hmm. they got into the field for the wrong reasons. And yeah, it doesn't benefit anybody, right? Yeah. It doesn't benefit anybody. The client doesn't get everything that they want out of it. And at the same token, it's like, we're talking about living our own lives authentically, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if, if you're a trainer and you know, you really don't want to be a trainer, like, you know, why are you, you doing know, it? Fine. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Absolutely. And the same can be applied to anything. But I think at the end of the day, man, I just care so much about every single person I work with. So Dude, that's, that's great. what I would say differentiates me more than anything. I think I think that's really good because a lot of, I feel that a lot of people, um, I mean, from there, you know, you saying that, you know, it really shows your heart. And, you know, a lot of people, they really do stuff for the wrong reason, um, whether um, that be they go to school, you know, for the wrong reasons or um, they're going to a specific field for the wrong reasons and just maybe do it for the money. Um I feel that, um, like you were saying, if you actually care about people, no matter what field you're in and you're doing it for the right reasons, um, the truth will always come out, right? So if you're doing it for the money, you'll you'll notice that person, that person's actions, whatever industry they're in, is going to be doing it for the money because it could be there in a corporate arena and then you see them and you, know, you see that person throw someone under the bus or you know stab them in the back because that's the next step for them to get you know higher higher up and then you'll, you'll you'll be able to tell by their actions that they don't really care about people that they just want that money right and so um, yeah. I I agree man I think that if you just um, keep on doing good keep on trying to help others and still valuing others and try to help more people. Um, good things will happen to you. It's just, it's practical. It's good karma. Um, and it's just real. Like why, why would something bad happen to you if you've always, you know, been good to other people? It makes no sense. And so it's just being realistic, I think. And I feel that's a lot of people, um, they, they still, um, don't get that. Cause I used to be that way too, man. I used to be when I was younger, I was like, dude, um, I'm going to be scheming this up. How's this going to benefit me? Like, how am I, how am I going to get ahead? Stuff like that. And then I realized over time, I was like, dude, I don't feel like I'm not being real with myself. I feel bad. And in general, I see like, you know, all these relationships getting broken and they're not being, you know, not authentic relationships. They're just, oh, hey, man, you do this for me. I'll do this for you. Oh, you do this for me. Like, that's not a relationship, right? You're, you're being a creditor if you're right. keeping ta- if you're keeping track on who's doing what. And so and I feel like now, man, nowadays, I'm just like, dude, I just want to help people. Um, I don't care if I did this for you. I don't, I don't expect anything in return. But in the long run, in the long term, right, you're going to benefit from it. And so, no doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so let, let me ask you this, man, because you know you're you've been in the fitness industry for a little bit. You know, you're in great shape, bro. All right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> um, let me let me ask you this, man. So, when it comes to getting in shape, um, just my out my curiosity, like, is it a diet? Is it the diet that gets you that rips, or is it the workout regimen? And is it also like, you know, do you eat? Should you eat breakfast, or should you fast? Because me personally. I don't eat breakfast. Um, I just don't have time for it. I'd rather get my sleep in and, and go do my thing. And then from, so I eat about two meals a day at the same time. Um, when it comes to a diet, I, I feel that me personally, um, a diet is maybe more important than the workout regimen. But at the same time, I know it's different um, for, you know, 
that particular person, that particular individual. So just how, you know, you know, some of your experience, some of your knowledge, can you, can you just share some of that? Yeah. Um, let's, if we can, just so I can hit everything you address, we'll break yeah. it down one yeah. by one. So first thing you said was diet. Versus uh, workout diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'm a big believer in principles and one of the principles that I, that I live by and try to get everyone I work with to live by is you can't outwork a bad diet. Mm. Uh, there are plenty of people that are blessed with genetics that, mm. you know, can, you know, can eat donuts or pizza or whatever they want. And mm-hmm. they just, whatever they do, they're not going to put on or lose or whatever you want to say. They're going to stay where they want to stay. But for the majority of people, that's not the case. And it totally comes down to how you fuel your body. Mm-hmm. I love using metaphors. And I think like, if we look at use it as cars, like take a car as a metaphor, right? Like, do you want to be, if you're, if your body is a car, do you want to be a Ferrari or do you want to be a Honda Civic? Oh, Ferrari without a doubt, but Ferrari, right? Yeah. So what, what kind of gasoline do you put in a Ferrari? Some clean gasoline, some premium, Yeah. right? You put premium, you can't mm-hmm. put, you know, shitty gasoline in a Ferrari because mm-hmm. it's, that's not what it requires. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, it's, you can't outwork a bad diet. That's, that's definitely, definitely a principle that I live by. And I think most people should live by as well. So, um, when it comes to a diet and again, like I was saying, you know, everyone's, I know everyone's different when it comes to their body type. Um, how do you, how do you find out about that with your clients? Like I know, I'm sure you work with, you know, different clients with different body shapes, different athletic ability mm-hmm. capabilities. What, I guess, how, how do you determine their diet? Do you just, just kind of find out what they're doing every day and, you know, whether it's be a desk job versus, you know, an active job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep this simple. Um, because you know, it's a little more than it's not, it's not simple when you get into it, but uh-huh. just in terms of answering your question, like it's all based on activity level for one mm-hmm. usually. So if you were to come to me and say, okay, I want to lose X amount or I want to put on X amount and lean muscle. Like it's all going to depend on what your activity level is. Mm-hmm. And that can include, you know, weightlifting, uh, you know, how sedentary or active you are throughout the day. Um, you know, what you do on the weekends or off days or anything like that. Uh, so activity level is one thing. The other thing is basically your genetic makeup. So I'm not going to like go too in depth, but uh, you have what are called ectomorphs, E-C-T-O, ectomorphs, and then you have, uh, yep, and then you have endomorphs, E-N-D-O, and then you have meso, M-E-S-O, mesomorphs. So basically, like as human beings, you can, if you're going to categorize yourself in, 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 you know, into one of those three, you can, and that applies to female and male. And basically, an easy way of thinking of it is like you see some people and they're lanky, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how they are. They're just lanky. They're, they're born with very long limbs. They're very Tooth tall. Picks. Toothpicks. Yeah. And <laughs> you can, they can eat food all day long and they're not going to, they're not going to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have people that are just naturally have an athletic build, right? They have, you know, broad shoulders. They have, you know, like if you're a dude, like you'll have, you'll have like, you know, a chest, you'll have arms, you, you look like an athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, uh, endomorphs which are just like you know you know broad they're just bit bigger naturally bigger right bigger right. hips bigger shoulders um and there's no right or wrong it's just how how you're built 
how you were made. Um, so your genetic makeup and activity level are kind of the two most important things I'd say. Um, just when you're developing a plan initially. Um, and then the third thing, again, without making this too complicated or going off on too big of a tangent is, you know, what kind of foods do you like? And you can lump into that. What kind of foods are you allergic to? You know, right. Um, if you're trying to lose weight or gain weight or anything like that, you know, you don't want to develop a poor relationship with food. Mm -hmm. You also don't want to restrict things, right? Like take pizza, for example. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And there are plenty of ways to keep pizza in your routine and still get the results you want. Is it just a balance then? Yeah, it's just balance. Okay. That makes sense. It's just balance. Yeah. So, so talking about eating, like, um, what about breakfast, for example, right? Because with me personally, um, I'm not about it. I'd rather have lunch and dinner. I'm about two sure. meals a day. Um, I know some people that really they actually fast and don't even eat till about 1 p.m. or so is their first meal. Um, so, like, what's your thoughts on that about you know not eating breakfast? You know, you hear both sides of it. Oh, sure. yeah, you should eat breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Versus, no, man, I just fast and I, I eat lunch and dinner. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, first of all, everything in context, right? Mm -hmm. It totally depends on the context of the situation. So if you're looking at breakfast, I, I guess it depends. My question would be like, in what context are we talking about? If we're talking about just in general, like, you know, you have to eat breakfast to, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, there's a lot of signs. You don't have to eat breakfast. First mm -hmm. of all, if you break the word down, it's break fast. Mm -hmm. So you fast overnight. Mm -hmm. So the reason why it's called breakfast is because it's the first thing you eat when you wake up. Okay. So I know like society over time has said, you know, you have to eat breakfast. You don't. But again, it's all in context. Okay. Yeah. That, that, you I, have, that's a perspective. You know, it's, I guess uh, the flip, uh, a different way of looking at it would be, you know, if you have a, like a big presentation or you have a big exam or you have a game, like if you're an athlete and you mm -hmm. have a game you know, let's say around lunchtime, you, maybe you do want to eat breakfast, right? Cause mm -hmm. it, it gives you glucose to your brain and yeah. you want to be, you want to be present and alert and, and feel like you're operating your best. Um, so in that case, you know, breakfast might be something that you want to include. Yeah. It, it just goes but back to, yeah, I guess everyone being different, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's different. I, and I know the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day argument it's, it's not, mm -hmm. there's plenty of science to back that up, but also it, it's in context, right? It, right? it could be the most important meal of the day, depending on what you do. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So dude, I mean, you just blew my mind away with some of that knowledge already. So like, I know that you have, um, you know, high value clients that, that you work with and that, you know, that you share this knowledge with or else, you know, they wouldn't be giving, you know, this testimony saying that you're a wealth of knowledge, saying that, you know, you've helped them, you know, lost weight, gone stronger, stuff like that. So let me ask you from a more of a business standpoint, how did you meet some of your clients? Was it just through networking, just, you know, randomly talking to people on the streets or you knew some people, you know, some friends who had, you know, some other friends who wanted to, you know, get more in shape and they knew you're in the fitness industry. Like what was up with that? Cause I think personally with, um, networking, it's the most valuable thing that, um, you can do and also, you know, be good at. Cause I think it does take a skill to have people skills and stuff like that. So 
you know, with you, how, how'd you meet some of your clients? Well, most that I have now have been through word of mouth. Okay. So piggybacking on what you say, like, you know, it's, it, I guess you could call it networking, right? I had a, I had a core group of clients at the gym I worked at a couple years ago. And when I made the transition to start my own uh, fitness business, they, a few of them went with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, the majority of what I got was word of mouth. So, I mean, you know, any, any profession, do a really good job, do mm-hmm. a really, 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 really good job. And people will share, right. People yeah. will share the value of what you have. Um, so I got a lot of people, um, referred to me through clients that I had and, Ah, uh, let's see. When I first started my business, man, it's just hustling. Like I, I got clients however the hell I could. Um, there's some like basically headhunting services for personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some through that. Um, but the majority of it so far is word of mouth. <laughs> and I just think again, like whatever you do, like do a good job, and you know people will talk about you. Yeah, man, the market will expose so, you if you're not good enough. Yeah. So, especially yeah. with you saying that a majority of you know your clients have been worth through mouth, that just shows how you know the the credibility that you have and how good you are in your field. But at the same time, I mean, the word of mouth is the cheapest advertisement you can, you can have, right? And so, yeah. um, that just goes back to just showing how how good you are in your industry, man. So, hey, if y'all in Shy Town, Chase right here, <laughs> he's your boy. Sure. I'm your boy. Yep, yep. So um, let, me, let me ask you this, because you're saying, you know, with you, you really um, care about people, right, in your industry, and really in anything, you, you have to care about what you're doing. So, you know, with that, were you always a people person? Because, you know, for you to be, you know, to, for you to, to care for others, um, I feel like with that, yet you, you have to be a people person. You have to like working with other people, whether they are difficult or not, you have to be able to adapt. So, like, were you always, be, were you always, you know, like that or we always kind of introvert and because I know you have to be social with your clients yeah you know I there's something have you heard of an ambivert like a combination of introvert and extrovert um a little bit I I feel like that's a little bit like me now that you bring that up but yeah explain it so well I think I learned about it through a book from Daniel Pink I want to say to sell as human maybe is what it will. anyway, it's a combination of the two. So mm-hmm. like I have, you know, I, I have not always been as outgoing and, um, you know, it, you learn with experience. Like I've always been interested. Mm-hmm. I think like in order to do the work I do, like, yeah, you have to work with people. You have to be more interested than try to look interesting yourself. Mm. Mm. And like, Sure. I mean, you can make a case like, yeah, well, you got to market, so you got to be interesting. But at the end of the day, like once you get a client, like none of that shit matters. Like you got to be interested right, in what they do. And I've, I mean, I've always been like that. Um, you know, I, growing up, I, I participated in sports. I did, you know, drama in high school. Um, you know, I, my parents, Fortunately, like they, they were big advocates of being social and, Good. you know, 
being, you know, having a lot of friends and putting yourself out there and, you know, doing things that you've never done before. And, you know, I've done a ton of traveling and I think, you know, I know that's, that's had a huge influence on everything else that I do. Um, just all of the different countries and cultures that I've been exposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been interested, but I think, but I think, you know, getting in front of people and actually talking to people and connecting with people that you don't know, that comes with practice. And, you know, looking back, the fact that I have an acting degree, like has done nothing but, but help me. Right. Um, and when I was in acting school, like I was scared shitless at times to get up in Mm -hmm. in front of people. But again, the more you do it, you know, the easier it gets. So I've always been interested, man. I I think though, I, I know that in terms of putting yourself out there and, you know, in life, in groups that, you know, of people you don't know, mm. that comes with experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, get, get comfortable there. So, um, you said, you said that your parents, um, you know, always were advocates, always just pushing you to be, you know, social, have a lot of friends. And, and I, you know, I'm assuming that's part of the reason why you want to be acting because you, you were always social and out there. So like about that, like what, what type of environment did you come from? Right. Cause I believe you're a product of your own environment. So, with that, because you said that your parents, you know, kind of were kind of, you know, you were social, um, you had friends, you played sports, you did all that. So do you think that's what helped you become successful in your industry right now was because of that environment? I think the fact that my parents allowed me to explore what I wanted, what I had a genuine interest in hmm. is what has allowed me to get where I am. Um, there's one, one story that immediately came to mind when I initially went to college, I remember that in my heart, I wanted to get a BFA in professional acting, Mm -hmm. but you know, society will tell you that doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. That's, that's not a safe, career path. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and I know my dad won't mind me bringing this up now, but he wanted me to go into finance because the two things I was kind of on the fence with was, you know, pursue professional acting or pursue a finance degree. And mm-hmm. I chose, um, I chose acting. Yeah. And there was a little bit of, uh, we didn't really see eye to eye. Um, and that, I guess created some, some tension between us, but I, you know, ultimately he, my parents allowed me to explore mm-hmm. things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and I, ultimately that's, that's what led me to where I am because mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I, you know, I'm not, I've never been afraid to explore areas where that are different, right? <laughs> Going from acting to business to fitness. I've that, there were fears that I had to get over, but right. I was never afraid to look and, and expose myself to the opportunity. And that totally is a byproduct of me just growing up in an environment where I was always allowed to look. I was always allowed to keep my eyes open for opportunities. And if there was ever anything that was interesting to me, I was always allowed to check it out. Yeah. You know? Be so, open-minded. Be open-minded. So, yeah. so, so let me ask you, ask you this, cause this is really, really piquing my interest right now. Cause you just said that your parents allowed you to check out different things, right? Whether it be acting, business, fitness industry, whatever it may be. And I think that 
with you know in this generation and just in general parenting nowadays um with me personally right um my parents say no you're going to college you're going to do like you know you, you're going to do this like etc cetera, etc cetera. so i know people that don't have that uh, opportunity or those parents that will let them, you know, have that broad vision to check out new things. And so with that, you were saying that you said that your dad wanted you to do finance, but yet um, he was still open to, you know, you checking out new things. And that even though he wanted you to do finance, you went up, you know, you went against the grain and then chose acting and your dad didn't see eye to eye with that. So like, I mean, that's just piqued my interest just because like, I love going against the grain, to be honest, you know, even society or parents or anything like that. So like, I guess I want to like, what's your mindset? What's your thoughts on that? Because, you know, again, I see people that don't do what they want to do because of what society says or what their parents, you know, tell them to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? So we're talking about just we're talking about just going against the grain yeah. in general. Yeah, it's going, or... against, yeah, it's going against the, the grain because you did. Even though yeah. you have so, no, but yeah. So here's how this is exactly how I feel about it. Like, you know, when you when you go against the grain, right? There, are you doing it out of from a place of authenticity, mm. or are you doing it just to do it? Good perspective. Like, are you doing it just to be a rebel and a pain in the ass and mm. just to be different, or are you doing it because you know you actually? you know, your authentic self is gravitating you the other direction. Mm-hmm. I think that there are two very different ways of looking at it. Okay. So what if, so what if it is to just uh, be a rebel and do your own thing? Because me personally, I have a little bit of that inside of me to where, dude, don't tell me what to do. This is my life. If you, yeah. if, you know, and if at the same time, like I, I, I know who I am. Obviously I want to do that, you know, do my own thing. But at the same time with me, I know that I'm going against the grain. I am somewhat of a pain in the ass, but that's because it's my life and I'm going to do, don't don't tell me what to do type of thing. So like, I don't know. No, that's, I mean, no, I, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think in general, like everyone should question everything, you know? Um, I mean, I guess in context, like I'm in the fitness industry, it's a scientific field. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't keep up with the knowledge and keep up with the new research, like who am I helping? Right. I'm not helping myself. I'm not helping the people I work with. Um, and I think the same thing kind of applies. Like we need to question everything. Like just because things are the way they are now, like doesn't mean that that's how they need to be. And just look at innovations, Facts. you know, Facts. look at innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like from a personal standpoint, like there's nothing wrong with going against the grain just to go against the grain. But there's be more I think to the number it. one. Yeah, but the number one question. So if you're going against the grain just to go against the grain, I mean, the number one thing you need to know is like, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What is your purpose? So if you can go against the grain just to go against the grain. But, you know, hopefully, you know why. Mm hmm. Hopefully you know why, because because then you're not serving yourself. If you're just going against the grain to go against the grain, why? Like, I know I, I agree. I agree because yeah, no, I agree because I, I think some people just go against the grain just um, to get back at somebody. So whether it be you know that parent who told them to go to school and they did they went against the grain and didn't go to school just to get back at you know their parents, that's 
that's their they're back at square one having their parents run their lives and that's why they're doing why they're doing it. but you have if you have that why no i'm going against the grain because i don't want to work a job the rest of my life then that's why i'm going against the grain so i sure. so i agree you should definitely find out your why i, I think that's the big thing that i mean even to this day um when people you know go their own path and they kind of you know get burnt out they forget that why they forget that emotional string that you know pulls them that really that's what you need to kind of keep on going forward out to what you're doing um i sure. mean at least that's what i've learned you know over time so um yeah and i mean i can obviously i can only speak from my own experience but yeah from my own experience i think you know i think it it helps everybody if you constantly question things yeah right so, um, because it, it just helps you live authentic to who you are. And when you do that, at least from my experience, like good things happen. Mm-hmm. So um, let me ask you this and on your journey right now, like what, what are you trying to do? Because you, you've, um, you know, went to the acting, then you went to business. Now you're in the fitness industry. So throughout this whole entire, you know, 30 years on your journey, you know, with you being, you know, being born ever since now, um, like what, what are you trying to do now? You you know, where are your next moves? I know you're, I know you're trying to grow your brand. I know you're trying to make an online presence. You know, what are you, what was what it you're trying to do? Anything I can help you with, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, right now really just, just grow my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot, I have a big vision. Um, you know, As right you now, should. yeah, but right now I'm trying to not let it, um, I'm trying to not get, get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, really, I'm just trying to, to grow my brand really in Chicago. I, I think that, you know, when I look at from a business standpoint, when I look at the fitness industry, um, it's such a catch 22 because we're all trying to basically solve the same problem. But when you get into marketing, that's when things kind of get get muddled. And I'm not saying I have an answer, but I think that at the end of the day, like we're all trying to help people live healthier lives. So my vision, and I'm not gonna go, I can't go into any like specifics because I want to, you know, keep them yeah. private and secret right now. But at the end of the day, like I, I there's there's a lot I want to do to help the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, I'm just working with people one-on-one and ramping up being able to help people online. Um, but in terms of like the, the system, in terms of like, you know, the options that are available to people to live a healthier life, um, I mean, if you just look at the data, what we have been doing isn't working on a mm-hmm. macro level. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I would love to be able to make an impact on a bigger, bigger stage and, and help more people. Um, but I'll, I'll leave that for another day right now. I'm just looking at growing my brand and, and helping as many people, um, in, in the Chicago area in person and, um, you know, anybody online, um, ramping that part up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, throughout like, you know, with, Starting, you know, again from acting into where you are now, at the same time, you going through the current journey of growing your brand and your online presence and all that. Um, what is it that you have, you have learned so far on this, you know, crazy path that you've been on from the mental toughness to the struggles, any mistakes that were made? You know, what what was it? You know, just, uh, yeah, just, just 
do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Do it. Like, expect mistakes. Like, I love screwing up. I, dude, I, in the two years I've been in business, like, I have learned more about myself and more about just how to work and, and business in general than I did in school. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's just not being afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. That really has got me here. It's like, no one knows really what they're doing. Everyone is just taking the experiences and the knowledge that they have at one given time and making the best, mm-hmm. you know, educated decisions that they can. And like, just do it. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. But when you do make mistakes, like don't, I think the, the big thing that I try to be self-aware about is like when I make a mistake, I have to learn from it. Like I can't, I one I can't let it cloud, you know, the way I think I can't let it get in the way of what I'm trying to do. And I can't let a mistake go by without like figuring out like what, where's the learning lesson. Right. You know, if not, think, it's just pointless. It's pointless. It's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, if there's one thing, man, it's like, I guess two things, like you got to believe in yourself, but then you got to just do it. You got to do it and not be afraid to just fall on your face. And when you do just get right back up. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's how you get rid of fear, right? It's like for acting, for example, right? That first time you're going to be scared. You go in there, you get on the stage, you do it. Well, you get done with it, man. That second time you're going to be scared again, but you keep on doing it. And then the third, the fourth, the fifth time, keep on going by the time of then, like it, you're done. Like no more fear yeah. getting on stage. Right. And so, yeah. um, absolutely. I think you should fail as much as you can, but make sure you learn something from it. Don't just fail just to fail, fail to get educated, to learn something about it. Um, cause th- that's how you be successful, right? There's no such yeah, thing as success sure. without failure. So, um, exactly. yeah. I mean with that, man, dude, I, I know you're always busy and you're always, you know, going, you know, always hustling, always out there. So like with you, um, like, what drives you, man? What are you obsessed with? Is it legacy? Is it money? Is it impact? Is it just winning in general? Like, what is it that pushes you? Yeah, it's. I'm getting a lot more clarity on this now. It is legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a time that uh, it was just money. Like ultimately, like when I first moved to Chicago, it, it was for the the main reason was I was ambitious and Chicago had opportunity. And I knew that like when you combine ambition and opportunity, usually good things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was going after a paycheck and you know, I've, I've definitely evolved since I've been up here, but right now, man, it is legacy. Um, I just like, I, I don't take anything at all for granted. And like, I, like I am aware every day that like this is all we get, mm-hmm. you know, we'll never get it again. So, you know, I don't want to, like you said, you know, I don't want to be at the end of my road, look back and have regrets. Right. There's no point, you know, it's like, again, fall flat on your face, make a mistake, get back up. Mm-hmm. Now I want, I want to touch right quick. Cause I think, um, a lot of people when they say that, um, they want to, you know, they want legacy over money, stuff like that. Hold on. Like, let me get this straight first. Cause like, obviously you should get paid. You should go, you know, you should money's yeah. not everything, but sure. it gives you options, right? Yeah, to no have doubt. that legacy. And so yeah. I just want to clear that out right quick because I think a lot of people say, Oh dude, you, you don't want to make money. Like, no, yes, I do want to make money. Cause it gives me options, but yeah. 
that's not you know my number one reason why I'm doing it. So if I can have if I can find a better job um, and yet still have the same 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 time frame to you know do my side hustle, then yes, of course I'm gonna take that better job with that you know with a better yeah. pay because that gives me more options and more flexibility. It gives me um, that you know a larger opportunity to put my legacy you know in between you know on, on my gravestone. So I just want to clear about because I think a lot of people get that mixed up that we're not in it that that we're not in it for the money. Well, yes, we're not in it for the money, but it's something that you do need. Dude, it is so money is only a tool. Mm-hmm. That is all it is. Like and like I I don't know. Like, do you want to be at the end of the road and have all this money in your bank account? Like, what is that? Yeah. It's worthless, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just a tool. Like, mm-hmm. and I think like like, yeah, you, we all need money. Like, we have to cover like expenses like living mm-hmm. you know we have to have a place to live we have to have you know food to eat like yes we all need to get paid but like in terms of like it, when you have a job or a career or a business mm-hmm. like you absolutely need to focus on what you're passionate and enjoy first because if you don't then you're not serving anybody mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like and then you the second thing is you need to provide value mm-hmm. like if you love what you do and provide value like Money will find you. Absolutely. Like any type of income that, that you want will find you. But it doesn't come first. Like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age with this era, you can make money doing what you love to do. Whether than back in the day, you had to go work in the factory. You had to go to college and do this. But with this internet now, you know, nowadays, you can do whatever you want. Like this podcast, for example. You can grow this podcast. You can grow your brand and make money doing what you love doing like it's just crazy that people need to take advantage nowadays i feel like you know in this era and so yeah yeah man um so what, what do you think holds people back then if you know if you're driven by legacy what do you think holds, holds people back is it is it fear is it parents i mean is it yeah wanting people's no, no, approval, no, no. I, well, ego? I think well rejection is one you mm. know like yeah. worrying about what, what other people think um and then and then fear right mm-hmm. like I mean, God, that could, fear is like a very broad term because there's, you know, there's a lot of things that could be thrown underneath that umbrella. But at the end of the day, I think it's rejection, you know, Mm. that's probably, uh, it's, and it's hard, like, it's hard, like no doubt. Like when I went from working at a startup, like just for context, I was, so this company went from $0 in revenue Mm -hmm. to 1 billion in seven years. Wow. And I was in the office the day working the exact same day that it hit a billion dollars for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you know, the CEO and the founder, they were giving out boxes of champagne and we're drinking. Right. Uh So in terms of like money, like, I mean, if I would have stayed like I, you know, I probably would have made pretty decent money. Yeah. At this place. But like I hated it. I hated it. So uh-huh. that that was like such a hard time for me because it's like, okay, do I stay and you know, pretend to enjoy what I'm doing when I know I don't and collect the paycheck? Or do I make a change now, figure out what I really enjoy doing, and then, you know, try to figure out the the monetary aspect after absolutely and i think with the direction rejection but, i think it's actually a pretty good thing everybody gets rejected yeah everybody. but i mean dude what i guess god man i go on tangents i need to get better um when i quit the job right mm-hmm. i feared rejection 
right? I, I feared all the time, like, what are my friends going to think? I just went from working at this like super fast growing technology company that's making tons of money, getting tons of press, like people are working from home, like it's a young company, tons of benefits. And I literally quit and I started working at a gym as a personal trainer. Mm. Like I threw, like I had so many thoughts through my head in terms of like, what do people think about me? Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you can't believe in yourself, who the hell is going to believe in you? Mm -hmm. And let me, let me ask you this, because I I got a point to this. So, um, now that you made that jump, right. And that, you know, hold that whole rejection, all those thoughts from your mind. Is it, is it as bad as you thought it was? Like, are you happy where you are now? Yeah. That, yeah. That's the point. I, I think I think people they're so scared to get I, caught up in the moments where just jump. And I promise you, after you jump, you'll be you'll realize that that you know thoughts in your head, your head wasn't that bad. That rejection really wasn't that bad. Yeah, but know? like so, like to be very clear, like it, you have to work. You have mm-hmm. to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's a lot more to it, right? Like you you have to yes, you know, get over the hump. And, and get over the fear of being rejected by somebody. But it, it, then you have to put the work in. I mean, like, there's no handouts. Nothing is given to you. Absolutely. Like, you have to you have to put the work in. Like, if you want, it's like fitness, right? It's like fitness. You mm-hmm. want amazing results? You have to put an amazing work ethic. Absolutely. You can't put mediocre in and expect to get an amazing product out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that in fitness it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. you know in business like you have to work so anything, anything worth having you work. because like what's up i'll say anything worth having you have to work for it oh yeah man so yeah it was like you know you have to get over the fear to start mm-hmm. you know but 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 that's just step one yeah you know then you gotta you gotta work absolutely absolutely so Speaking about work, man, like, you know, what do you have going on right now? You know, I know you're talking about um, wanting to go your Instagram presence, obviously. I know we're podcasting right now, um, not only because I, I think you have a lot of value um, to give, you know, to, to, to the listeners, um, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it's exposure for you, you know, you're growing, growing your brand, your presence, just like we talked about, and I'm glad that I can sure. help you out with that. So, but um, I know you brought up to me this Chicago Innovation Award. Tell me a little bit about that. So the Chicago Innovation Awards, um, they now go by Chicago innovation. It's a company that was started by my mentor. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you think of the easiest way to compare it, think about the Academy Awards, like the Oscars. And instead of giving awards to actors and actresses, they give awards to businesses and entrepreneurs. Mm. So, um, it's a really amazing organization. Um, some of the companies that have come out of the innovation wars groupon was one of them oh wow um before they blew up um there's another company right now called spot hero Mm -hmm. um you know they're huge in chicago i i assume they'll probably be making some noise in other places but but anyway he he did this this was a community that he built and basically it was to connect like-minded individuals uh to facilitate collaboration because Mm -hmm. that's that's when things actually happen Right. You know, when you, when you have a bunch of like-minded people going after a common goal, I mean, that's when mm-hmm. shit gets done. So, yeah. um, it's a really cool thing. Uh, you know, if 
I, you should definitely check out the Chicago Innovation Awards. And this Absolutely. isn't something that is like unique to Chicago. You know, anybody could do something like this. It's yeah. basically just rallying, you know, like-minded, outside-the-box, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. thinkers, uh, getting them in the same room and just trying to make you know, the positive impact no, on, yeah. on the community. I absolutely agree. Um, and I think it's, you, you mentioned that it's not only Chicago, but it's, uh, you know, and, you know, elsewhere as well. And I can um, definitely back you up on that because um, here in Northwest Arkansas, there's a thing called um, Startup Junkie that uh, started up here. And it's very similar to what you saw, we talked about having different entrepreneurs come aboard and um, kind of, you know, work with, you know, different people in the same arena or just in the entrepreneurial arena in general and just kind of bouncing ideas off each other. Um, they actually give pitches out and whatnot and so they can get awards and stuff like that. And um, at the same time, like with me, I mean, I, I, I think that you, you're a product of your association. You're a part of your environment. Again, you are who you hang out with. And uh, with that, like with me, for example, you know, um, we're talking about different groups and stuff like that. Like I'm part of a, a, a mentorship program as well that have the successful business owners that you have to work to get into and get invited to, but then they take you under their wing and then start investing their time in you, their knowledge, their, their different skills that they've been able to learn and then share that with you. So I think, um, if, if anything, um, if you're not getting anywhere, if you know, if you're listening to this and you you know, you want that drive to, you know, you want to go do something, well, uh, I think you should definitely uh, consider, you know, who you're hanging out with, because I think that's a big part of it. And uh, if who, if who you're going to be, you know, in the future, um, now in, in the next 10 years is, is your environment. So, uh, yeah, man, that's just my little rant. I no, you're spot on, man. <laughs> yeah. You're spot on. All right, dude. So, uh, really quick here before we end, um, like, so I, I know you're from Chi Town, um, and I'm from Arkansas. So, you know, who, who do you think needs more love, whether it be in your area or just, you know, in the country in general, like uh, anybody that you think that needs more exposure that you're following, anybody making some power moves that you think people, you know, are, aren't taking aware of, like, you know, anybody like that off the top of your head? Um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give my friends, uh, Ryan Steenrod and Missy Bunch a shout out. So these are, uh, former colleagues of mine in the mm. fitness industry. They, moved to San Diego from Chicago. Mm-hmm. They started this company called Death of the Desk. Mm-hmm. And basically it's using, uh, to, to get technically correct, using functional neurology to get people out of pain. Mm-hmm. So if you think of like uh, workplace wellness, um, you know, people sit at desks all the time. Um, their, their company is to, they say, move the sedentary world. Mm-hmm. So um, they're doing some really great things. Um, so yeah, I totally give them a look. Um, Absolutely. They let's see. They've been having a lot of success. They they just booked Walmart. They did a couple of workshops for Walmart, or maybe one workshop. But um, they're doing some amazing things, and all of the science that they use and apply is like as cutting edge, probably as you could get. Yeah. Um, so definitely death of the desk, Ryan Steenrod and, uh, Missy Bunch. Yeah. Well, I'm for sure going to link that and, um, below without doubt, give them a shout. Um, so if you yeah. can send me their tags and we'll definitely do that. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny. You mentioned Walmart, dude. Maybe I'll run into them cause oh, uh, they're yeah, coming to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. dude they, might, <laughs> they might be down there. Yeah, dude. You have to let me know when they come down, yeah. we'll link up with them and whatnot. That'd be cool yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, here about to end up, you know, wrapping up with the, you know, the podcast here, um, like the way we do it, like to finish off with the right hook and, um, you know, give, give some fire statements. So, um, you know, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, you know, some, 
just you know a name or just something off the top of my head and you just give me okay. your thoughts on it give me a quick okay. statement <laughs> so um let's go first right the fitness industry let's go with uh crossfit give me your thoughts on that uh they do such a great job building community mm-hmm. uh and they do you know in the grand scheme of things at least from what i know they do a bad job of systematizing and, and moving people as individuals and unique individuals through a process mm-hmm. uh but again they do an amazing job with community um Really, really good job there. Okay. Um, so you're in Chicago. Um, White yeah. Sox or Cubs? Uh, Cubs, man. I grew up in North Carolina, and we didn't have a pro team. Okay. But WGN is a national network, so I actually grew up watching Cubs games. Okay. Um, uh, so um, you're Chicago again. How, how do you feel about your Bears, man? Football. I'm not a Bears fan. Okay. I'm not a Bears fan. I hope I don't catch you. Uh, I'm a Panthers fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're from yeah. Carolina, so. Yeah, they were an expansion team when I was a kid, so I've been following them ever since. So. Word. Okay. Um, if it's one thing in the fitness industry that people can work on, what is it? Whether it be bench, squat, what, what is it one thing people can God, work on? Man, people need to learn how to move. That's it. Like, yeah. you need to learn how to move. You need to do, essentially, you need to work all of the patterns, right? You should do some type of push, like bench press. Mm-hmm. You should squat. But people need to learn how to move. You need to learn how to hinge. You need to learn how to squat. You mm-hmm. need to learn how to push and pull with your upper body. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to plank, lunge. You need to have, you know, if you're a runner, you need to have a proper gait assessment mm-hmm. before you go running. People need to learn how to move, man. That is the number one thing, no yeah. doubt. So um, if um, so, with someone just like let's say you know you have someone that that's overweight and they're like, man, I want I want to make a change. What's the one thing that they can do right now to go make that change? start start word there you go i love it <laughs> simple as that start yeah man you're just gonna start good okay well i mean with that so let's 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 finish off on a high note then um you know i i love you know my guests i have i know that they're have a wealth of knowledge and so with you man i know with your journey everything you've been through i just want you to finish off man just a right hook fire statement fishing off what do people need to know you know, from you, what's your perspective? Just give a, them a fire nugget that will, you know, make them go do what they need to do. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say something about fitness. I literally think fitness can solve most of people's problems mm-hmm. because literally not only can it change your body, it can literally change your mind. So if you think about strength training, just to get some science in here for a second, like your brain is so involved when you strength train. Your brain literally gets better when you strength train. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally improve cognition. You can literally reduce depression or, you know, you can control good hormone. You can boost good hormones and depress bad hormones. Like literally it can change you. So my thing is like people need to realize that fitness literally, I believe, is the answer to, to, to a lot of things. Yeah, a, that's a good place of, to start. A lot of a lot of problems that people have. <laughs> I honestly think that fitness can can help them solve them. Absolutely. Well, I mean, with that, dude, I I mean, I, I think fitness is a great place to start, without a doubt. It clears your <coughs> excuse me. Um, it, it clears your mind and uh, just kind of you know gets you in that groove a little bit. Your routine. You know, it gets you going. So, like, like you say, yeah. it gets you started. So, absolutely agree. So, with that, Amanda Chase, I appreciate so, so much for you tuning in and taking your time out and just kind of sharing your wealth of knowledge about your journey and whatnot. Uh, if you're listening right now, be sure to, um, you know, follow Chase on Instagram, give him, show him some love, give him a follow. Um, you know, and and so with that, um, I hope you guys got some value. 
Chase, again, thank you so, so much, man. Much love. And yeah, uh, whenever I come to Chicago, we're definitely linking up, go grab some food, and uh, I'm definitely going to get a workout session with you, Show you know, see what you're all no about. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt, man. Awesome, dude. Bring Chase, it. man, you be safe, dude. Yeah, you too. Thanks all right, for thanks, having man. me on, Jeremy. Appreciate of course, it. dude. See ya. All right, take care, man. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast. If you found this to be of any value, please share with your family, friends, dog, cat, heck, even your grandma. Can't wait for you to tune in next time.